0: many of you may remember some of the studies and visuals that we had from way back when it showed orphanages, which don't exist as per se anymore, but they had them back in, oh, I guess it was in the 50s, 60s, the children who were raised like three to a little crib in Russia or Czechoslovakia or some of the other third world countries, especially, that they had people that would come in and give them enough sustenance to eat enough that they could drink some milk or water, but they had no parents, they had no love. People didn't even take them out of the cribs until they maybe were old enough as toddlers to crawl around and teach themselves how to walk. It's just hard to even think of anything like that in this day and age, and it doesn't exist like that as much, but I still believe there is a lack of love given, even from the time of birth. You hear me Many people who have undergone counseling and therapy saying, I never received any love from, and it may be a mother, a father, or anybody, and they say, I just felt like I was all by myself and on my own. Well, I have come through the years to believe that we're all created for love. We need God's love. We need man's love. We need parents' love, family love, friends' love, brotherly love. I just think we're loving beings, and we're in the form of a body that just needs love. And the desire to love and be loved comes from a heart that longs to be, I believe, one with God— and at some point in our life, I believe that each of us will face that time where we either receive or reject that love from God. He give. I mean, many people say, well, why doesn't he just create us so that we will just receive love? Why doesn't he just make us little robots, if that's the way it is? But God gives us the power of free will, and we get to make choices on our own. He wants us to experience the depth of great love where we have the fullness of longing and receiving. We not only can give, but we need to get love as well. And God wants us to understand the character of love. No greater love, no unconditional love is like that of God. His very nature is love. He protects us. He's told us he will be our counselor. He will be our Jehovah Jireh provider. He will be always full of mercy and grace and ready to forgive when we sin against him or against others. But we have to be the ones who come to him wanting to be forgiven. We can't just say, well, I know God's going to forgive me. Well, did you ask him? Do you really mean it? Or are you just using it as a game, so to speak? I know that God wants to bless us. He wants to provide for us. And he wants us to return that love to Him. And when we pray and when we give Him love and blessings, and He's actually receiving, and that's what He says He has created us for. I know that in the course of our lives, we all have circumstances that are beyond our control, and there are sometimes decisions that we don't get to make that others make for us, but sometimes we make the wrong decisions, and sometimes we know that we have, almost immediately, sometimes even before we do them. And if we would only seek God's will and ask him to guide us and show us. um, There's one thing in Matthew 8, uh, I guess it's like in the first 15 verses, Jesus is directly healing a man with leprosy. And what he does is he touches that man And the man had asked in faith for healing before he did that, though. Jesus could have walked up to him and just touched him and healed him. But the man asked him, and Jesus did it. And in this same passage, he heals a paralyzed man, also indirectly through faith of another one who's believing for the miracle. And even when there's a story of letting this poor paralyzed man down through a roof, and Jesus says it's the faith of his friends— that has made him whole. And he not only heals him, but he forgives him. There were lepers, there were those who were paralyzed. We don't see all of this as much today, but what we do see is a complete Shift into the mental aspect of needing healing. We are depraved in our minds. We think things. We believe things. It's just nothing for anybody to commit murder anymore. We don't even read it in the newspaper. We just turn the page because, well, here's another one. Another one bites the dust, so to speak. But God wants us to be whole so that we can develop an even deeper relationship than we have ever known before. The greatest love that you have ever received from your mother or your father or your spouse or your children or your grandchildren or a friend, there's nothing that compares. I know the old song, nothing compares. Well, you may find the best love in this world, and I believe that we all find the spouse that at least I did. We were intended to be with. Some don't. Some never do. But there is one who wants your love even greater, more, and more perfectly than you'll ever find in another human being. And that's the one that we can call our friend. God says we can call him friend, and yet he is our Lord. And when we submit and surrender to him, we now get to serve Him. We get to obey Him. We get to experience what it is like to please the One who created us, and nothing supersedes His great love for us. When we are one with Christ, we now get to share in the love that he has for others. We will find that suddenly we want to tell others the good news. We want others to succeed. We pray for others to be healed. And of course, I believe that when you read God's word, you're actually partaking in a part of Christ himself. And he's the one who set the example of love by showing us how to be so obedient that he even laid down his life, and he laid it down for us. Now, we not only can have sins forgiven, but we can receive healing, and we can learn to love others with an everlasting love that will carry us into eternity, because we not only have that abundant life today, but life everlasting. And he demonstrated his love for his own father and for us, By dying on the cross, just for you, my friend, and just for me. Father God, I pray for the one that is listening that right now they would not only know that they are forgiven, but they are loved, that your arms are wrapped around them no matter how lonely they may feel. They may be all alone in the room right now, or they may be with another one that they love. But the greatest love that has ever been is the love that you have had for us not only when you created us, but when you so loved the world, you sent your only begotten son, that he would die for us and give us everlasting life. And I pray that for my friend right now, they would have joy and peace and know the love, because the greatest of these is love. God bless you, my friends, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt.